In Luke 18, we see a widow that was from a city that came repeatedly to a judge and she said, give me justice on this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself in verse four, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. I am going to see she gets justice because she's wearing me out with her constant request. So God tells us, learn a lesson from this judge. In the end, he gave this woman a favorable decision. He didn't even believe in God. He didn't fear God. And he didn't even like people. So why would you think that God would not give us justice? Some of us may be going through legal battles. Some of us may be going through moral or ethical battles. And we feel like every single day we're having to beg somebody to help us do something, beg somebody to rule in our favor. And what this passage teaches us is that God will always give justice to his people. God always gives us justice. It may not seem like it, but God is working behind the scenes. Because if an, a judge who doesn't believe in God doesn't like people can rule in your favor how much more can god do next we hear of the parable of the pharisees and a tax collector so two men went to the temple and prayed one was a pharisees and one was a tax collector the pharisee stood by himself and prayed so boldly in verse 11 i thank you god i am not like other people cheaters sinners adulterers I'm certainly not like the tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of my income. The tax collector, on the other hand, he stood in the distance and did not even lift his eyes to heaven. He beat his chest and said, Oh God, be merciful to me for I am a sinner. This parable wraps up with God saying, For those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Let me say that again. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. So when we go before God and we are sharing with him, even when we go before people and we are sharing with them, we're not to exalt ourselves. We are to uplift God. We are to humble ourselves because God is the one who exalts us in the end. He is the one who is fighting our battles and singing our praises. It's not our job to exalt ourselves before God or before men. A religious leader once asked Jesus, good teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said, why do you call me good? Only God is truly good. But to answer your question, you know the commandments. You must not commit adultery. You must not murder. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely and honor your father and mother. And of course, the man was like, oh, I obeyed all of those commandments ever since I was done. Ah, Jesus said, there's one thing you haven't done. Sell all your possessions and give your money to the poor. Then you will have your treasure in heaven. And then come follow me. Ooh, the rich man heard that and he said, oh, I got to sell everything. I got to give up all my worldly possessions. No, I don't think I'm going to do that. And so Jesus said, that it is much harder for a rich person to give up all of their worldly possessions than for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. Meaning that people who have nothing, it's easy for them to give up what they have because they're like, I don't have anything. So 
sure I'll give my few dollars to God um, if I know that I'll inherit the kingdom. But those of us who have much, it's hard to not focus on our materialistic possessions. It's hard for us to not focus on the things that we see, the things that we feel, the things that we do, because we're like, if I give all of this up, yeah, I want to inherit the kingdom of God, but what's going to happen to me tomorrow? And so in this passage of scripture, Jesus wants to assure us that everyone who has given up their house or wives or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God will be repaid many times over in this life and will have eternal life in the world to come. So how do we do this in today's world? I've mentioned before, it doesn't mean that you go tomorrow and sell everything that you have and, you know, say, I, I'm okay to just live under a bridge. That's not what this means. That means that in your heart and in your mind, you have to say, Lord, whatever you tell me to do, whatever sacrifices you want me to sacrifice, I will do it for you. Think about Abraham and how he prayed for so long to have a child. And in his old age of over a hundred, he got a child and God told him to sacrifice that child and in obedience he did. So that sacrifice for you may be giving up social media. That sacrifice for you may be consistently tithing to the church that you attend or a ministry that you follow. That sacrifice to you could be giving up an addiction that you have that is keeping you, separating you from the love of God. So think about what do I need to sacrifice to gain the kingdom of God? What do I have to do to be closer to my heavenly father? Jesus predicts his death in this chapter also. And he says that he will be mocked, treated shamefully and spit upon. And they will flog him, whip him and kill him. And on the third day, he will rise again. But the disciples didn't really understand what Jesus was saying, but he's predicting his death. This chapter wraps up with a blind beggar sitting beside the road. He heard the noise of the crowd going past and he asked what was happening. And they said, Jesus of Nazareth was going by. So he started shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And the people around him told him to be quiet. But he got louder. He said, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus heard him. He stopped and he asked the man to be brought to him. And he said, what do you need? What can I do for you? He said, Lord, I want to see. And Jesus said, all right, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Your faith has healed you. How can our faith heal us? We cry out. We ask God, heal me, love me, hold me. Lord, 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 cry out to him today. Ask him for the healing. Ask him for what you need. And your faith, your faith will heal you. Don't be quiet. Don't be scared. Don't be shy. Cry out and ask the Lord to heal you.